you know, raising a ton of money, having all that pressure, all the risk and just like building super fast. And I kind of want to build something more so for enjoyment and building something that I really care about and something that's not just super stressful. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories from fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today we have Noah Bragg, who is the founder of Potion, which allows you to turn your Notion pages into a website, wiki or blog, all behind a custom domain. He's also the co-host of the Product Journey podcast, where he talks about the ups and downs of running a bootstrap SaaS company. This is actually the third episode in a row that I've had to split into two recordings, as Noah's project grew from 250 MRR to 3,000 in just a few months. In the first section, we talk about how Noah wanted to build a funded coffee business before discovering indie hacking and starting supportment. Then in the second part, we talk about how he's grown Potion to over 3K MRR while working a full-time job. And we also talk about his framework for a successful Product Hunt launch and what he did with the Product Hunt Maker Grant that he got. As you know, this podcast is my own side project that I dream of one day turning into my full-time gig, which is why I'm grateful for sponsors and members for keeping that dream alive. Today's sponsor is Upvotee, which is a user feedback tool that makes it easy for you to listen to feedback from your users and prioritize what to build next. Upvotee's feedback boards show you all of your user feedback in one place that you can then close the feedback loop by setting up your changelog and product roadmap. This allows your users to be actively involved in building new features and love your product even more. Want to give it a go? Well, Upvotee has a 14-day free trial and 10% off any plan with the code INDIEBITES at checkout. Go to upvotee.com or check the link in the show notes to start your trial. You can find an extended version of this conversation on the Indie Feast membership where we talk a little bit about how Noah acquired a competitor potion, the challenges he's faced while building it, and why he builds in public. We finally wrap up on where he wants to take the business. Let's get into this episode. Noah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, James. Thanks for having me. You started chasing the dream with Coffee Pass. Tell me what it was and why you started it. And Were you still working a job when you did that? So this was my first startup soon after I graduated from college and I started with my best friend and my roommate and we kind of knew that we wanted to do entrepreneurship and build businesses like we hacked around with different projects and ideas in college and so this was just something that came to us actually through a family member my sister-in-law she has a, a coffee shop and she came to me and was like hey I want an app uh, that allows me to offer order head services for my customers. And I was like, oh man, that would be a lot to build just for, for you. Like, I don't, I, and I know, you know, they can't pay you. And then six months later, I was like, wait, maybe I could build this into a platform. So I talked to some other coffee shop owners and got an idea of if this would be something they would want or not. And we decided to go for it. And so yeah, we built this platform that allowed coffee shops to offer order head services, called it Coffee Pass. But about five months in, my work allowed me to go part-time. Did part-time for nine months and then went full-time on it. And uh, overall, we spent around two years on that business. It didn't you know, end up being like a massive success or anything like that but we were able to end up selling it and we were happy with that outcome so that was cool yeah what what was sort of your goals with it did you want to raise vc and turn this into the next big startup yeah i mean like we were following y combinator and you know at that time it was like we wanted to make a big business we raised a little bit of seed money not a ton and we were just about to raise more investing. Right when we were about to raise more money, we looked at the numbers, we looked at how things were going, and we were just like, this seems so risky. And 
the business model, you just need like a ton of volume, ton of orders and shops um, coming through for it to be profitable. And we just didn't like that. And that's when we decided to move away from it. You know, raising a ton of money, having all that pressure, all the risk and just like building super fast. And I kind of want to build something more so for enjoyment and building something that I really care about and something that's not just super stressful. And that's how I got into indie hacking. That's exactly it. Raising money and building a fast growth startup is for some people. Some people have a fantastic time doing that. But as is the case with a lot of indie hackers, it's not for us. We want to be in building stuff that we enjoy, building it for a good quality of life, having more time to spend with our family, doing the yeah. things we genuinely enjoy <laughs> that might not have the huge financial rewards, but we get a bit of our life back because of it. So you you went back, got full-time jobs, startup dreams over. How did you then figure out the next thing you were going to work on? Because Noah, you want to start projects, you want to have your own thing. So what was your process of finding the next thing to hack away and to work on? Well, I think it was right about the end of that time that I found the India Hackers community online. We're talking about this different way of building a business. And uh, that's how I got started with uh, indie hacking and just started building a business on the side. And that's when I started Support Man and, and did that alongside my, my day job. Well, Support Man. So Support Man brings intercom metrics into Slack. Is it still going? It is still going. It was a cool opportunity, uh, definitely a good learning. But I ultimately decided, like, I don't think this opportunity is big enough to really put more time into and that's why I decided to move away from it. Um, brings us on nicely to Potion. Your current side project that's just crossed 250 in MRR, $250. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Potion is a way to turn Notion pages into websites. So how's, how's it been going for you? It's been going really good. Uh, I started building it in November of 2020. And out of all the businesses I've done, like this is the most like pull I've felt where people that want this and they're coming to me and asking for more features and updates. And that's definitely really encouraging to see. I think it just shows like the potential of what this could become. It's so encouraging when you see that, when, you, when you're when yeah. you seeing the numbers go up and people are giving you such positive feedback on something you've built. What have you been doing so far in terms of growth and getting people on board? Yeah, so far, like the main way I've found customers is through building in public on Twitter. One of the other ones I've started on but haven't really seen much from is just, you know, SEO, building out some guides and things, little tutorials and stuff on how to build websites in Notion. Okay, so that marks the end of the first section where Noah had just got $250 MRR with Potion and he was just sort of figuring things out. Let's fast forward a few months to our most recent recording where he's just got Potion to over 3,000 MRR. So last time we spoke was at the end of March. I listened back to the recording earlier and you're at $250 MRR. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot has changed since then. And I feel like it, it's all started happening like right after we recorded that because kind of the start of, of it was I, I launched on Product Hunt and that went really well. I got uh, first of the week and then ended up getting third of the month and got a ton of new customers from Product Hunt. Like, I don't think that could have really gone better than it did.
did. And then I ended up getting a Product Hunt Maker Grant for, from Product Hunt. And yeah, really since the Product Hunt launch, Potion's just been steadily growing, added some new features, making the product better. And so for, for numbers, I actually just got to 3000 MRR yesterday, so. Dude, huge congrats, that's a massive milestone. From 250, the last time we spoke, just a few months ago to 3000. Apart from that product hunt launch, what, what else has sort of been compounding to, to get to that growth? I still really think that a lot of how a product goes is like, are you in the right market? Are you in a market that's growing? And then have you come to the table with a, a product that people like and that yeah just solves their needs you know in some ways i think there's a little bit of luck there i think for sure something that's definitely helped is the building in public that i've tried to do and i, I want to roll back to the product hunt launch do you remember what sort of mri you were and what you did to make sure it was success for you yeah, so I was at 750 MRR. I think there's two ways to launch a product on Product Hunt Launch. The first is maybe you just got your MVP of your product out and you probably don't have any customers and you're using Product Hunt to get your first customers and mm. launching it at that point. And then the second is is using it more as like a, a marketing growth kind of tactic where once you've been going for a while, you're, you've already validated your product and seen that people like it, um, and then you launch. And so that's what I tried to do. And I, you know, I think you have better chances of doing well if you do the latter, where you already have a, a little customer base around you. You already have seen that, oh, this is actually already, I, I can see this is something people like. And so what that gave me the ability to do as well is reach out to my my customers and ask them to help support the launch. And then I think the other thing is just if you are building in public, just sharing the process of getting ready for the product hunt launch. I think that seemed to help because people just knew it was coming because I was sharing about it beforehand. And so I think those kind of things together is what really made it go well for me. A couple of really good points in there. First, test and validate. That approach makes so much more sense. That also gives you that customer base, which can help build a bit of that mm -hmm. momentum on Product Hunt. And then you've got the momentum from your building in public as well, which makes sense. Well, how many followers have you got on Twitter now? I think over 6,500. And you've got the podcast as well, of course. All, all of these things, all compounding, all helping towards the strong Product Hunt launch. And then the Product Hunt Maker Grant. Tell me more about that, how that comes about. Do they just call you up and go, no, we want to give you some money. Is it How, how much yeah. is it? And then how did you decide to spend it? You mentioned you'd spend it on Ben, but... I think they choose maybe one every month or maybe it's three every three months, something like that. They, they choose it on, on a, a period and they, they look at people that have launched on Product Hunt and, and they're especially looking for people that the community has really come around and they, they make decisions on that and, and probably more so are looking at like solo makers or, or just makers that could benefit from a maker grant instead of, you know, giving it to like a company or something. But I, I believe, and at least this is what I got was $5,000 for that maker grant. They just reached out, didn't really see that coming. And yeah, it was, it was great. So yeah, I just decided to just put that $5,000 back into the product. What, why put it into the products instead of marketing, for instance? From what I've seen with potion so far with its growth is I think it really can be a, a product where if I just keep making the product better, my users will hopefully do some talking and uh, that will help with the growth. And I try to do like 50% marketing, 50% product, but at, at some point I'm, I am going to start focusing more on, on the marketing side. What marketing tactics have you used or what has caused the growth over the past few months? 
A lot of my content that I've created has really been like guides and things that show people how to use Potion and in the process show some of the, the value points. And so that's that's been the, the things that I've, I feel like have worked. And, and Google is, I think, maybe my third source for traffic coming into the site. And so hopefully trying to just keep that growing with the SEO. And so that's the kind of content I'm focusing on, like tutorials, walkthroughs, guides, things that show people how to use Potion. And I think the little YouTube videos, I've made more videos um, around that as well. And so I want to keep doing more of that kind of stuff because, you know, with a, a website, like there are things to learn and things to figure out of like how to build the website the way you want. And so content can hopefully be helpful to those people to figure that out, but also be something that people are searching for. And so that's one of the, the main things I'm looking to keep doing. And then I've really started to work on my affiliate program. I think that can be another really big space where I can grow Potion. Notion website's obviously growing. The market itself is growing. The more people that find out about building websites in Notion, how are you dealing with sort of competitors that are popping up and how are you, differentiating yourselves from other pre-existing Notion website builders? The cool thing is, is that really there's one other main competitor, Super, and people are kind of putting our names together, like, which for me running a solo business, I think I can run a successful business with Super as well being there. I think there's enough space for both of us to do well. And in a way I'm not, at this point, I'm not really worrying about them too much. I'm mostly just focusing on my own customers, listening to the feedback they have to say, and just going on my own roadmap based on what my customers are saying and, and trying to build in that direction. And I think, you know, the more I do that and the longer we go down that path, just the more Potion will differentiate just because we're listening to a little bit different customer bases maybe. But yeah, really I'm just not worrying about, about it too much because I think there's there's enough room for both of us to, to do well. And yeah, just having yeah. fun with it. Yeah, great answer. Congrats on your success over the past few months and can't wait to see that continue to grow. Noah, you've listened to episodes, which is awesome to hear. You know how, how I end these three recommendations, a book, a podcast, and an indie hacker to follow. Yeah, so my favorite book is uh, Rework by Jason Fried and DHH. Favorite indie hacker is Kenneth Castle. He's doing some awesome stuff. And then my favorite podcast right now is My First Million. Well, Noah, those are fantastic recommendations. I'll make sure I put everything we discussed in the show notes. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites with Noah Bragg. I hope you have enjoyed it. Just a little reminder that there is that extended conversation on the Indie Bites membership, which is just £4 a month. As always, everything we discussed in this episode, all links, links to the sponsor will be in the show notes. So go and check those out at bites.fm if you want to have a look. And then one final ask for me, if you're still here and you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that really does help the show grow and get new listeners listening to Indie Bites. See you next week.